Welcome, viewers and listeners, to CHP Talks. Uh, welcome to another week, and we have an exciting guest with us today, Mr. Tony Walton, who is running in a provincial by-election in Ontario right now. He's running in the Scarborough-Guildwood uh, district, and uh, tell you a little bit about him. Uh, Tony Walton has spent most of his life in Scarborough, where he currently lives with his family. He's an entrepreneur who has worked in areas of commercial photography and property management. He's an active Christian and involved with many local church initiatives and international missions. Tony's wife was born and raised in the Philippines. They have two sons who have attended public schools in Toronto, as well as participating several years in homeschooling. And some of you are going to wonder, why is Tony Walton running in the provincial by-election? He's going to tell you why. But his short answer is he wants to help parents reclaim their rightful role as the primary educators of their children. And, of course, you can learn more about Tony Walton at TonyWalton.com, or you can contact him at info at TonyWalton.com. So, uh, Tony, thank you for joining us today for another edition of CHP Talks. It's uh, a little bit late on your end as we're recording, but thank you for squeezing us in. Great. I'm glad to be here. Thanks for having me. So you are running for the Stop the New Sex Ed Agenda Party, which is an Ontario provincial party. And Queenie Yu, I've met her a couple of times, wonderful party leader. Um, tell me how you got involved in and what made you decide to run as a candidate in this by-election. It's very quite simple. Um, I joined the Parents as First Educators group uh, several years back, back when uh, they were introducing a new radical sex education in Ontario. So I joined that. We protested that. And uh, basically, they sent an email saying, we have a by-election in Scarborough Guildwood. Does anyone live in there or near there who would like to run? So I said, sure, I'll give it a try. So <laughs> I have a... Uh, uh, political uh, history of about two weeks now. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, you know what? Uh, what I tell people, if they have a Christian worldview, uh, if they have personal integrity and character and they, they understand the importance of life, family, and freedom, they've got a lot more going for them than a lot of the uh, political scientists and lawyers who now occupy seats in parliament and in the legislatures. Uh, the Bible says that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. So if they don't have the fear of the Lord, they have zero wisdom. And you have some because you're a follower of Jesus Christ and you care about life and family. And, and thank you for, for running. Um, so how does your wife feel about you uh, running for political, for a, a, as a candidate for a political party? Well, she's initially saying, um, <clears throat> how long is it going to be? What is the point? Yeah. What do we get to do? Go back to normal life? Yeah. And of then if she... You, if you win, if you win, there's no going back to normal life, right? Uh, yeah. Well, I've spent most of my life being self-employed. So she's she's saying, you know, we could if you can get a job, things would be better. I'm like, well, you asked me to get a job, so maybe I'll be minister of parliament. How's that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're you're applying for a job, and and the people you're applying to, uh, you know, the the HR department is uh, the voters of Scarborough Guildwood, and uh, so yeah. you had a good opportunity to express. Uh, 
the things that are, you know, the issues that are important to you? Have you had lots of chance to uh, convey those to the voters? Uh, yeah, I've talked to a number of people, and now that the the brochures have gone out and that sort of thing, uh, today I was, you know, we were putting door hangers in the condominiums and going up in the elevator, and some guy walked in, looked at me, and says, "You're the guy on the card. Here, shake my hand." Because I'm yeah. like, "Oh, you had that? He just read it." And he's, and I had another uh, gentleman call me today. He says, "We've." I've been in Scarborough for 16 years. You were the first person ever to come out and publicly say you're a Christian. Good wow. for you, you know. Yeah. yeah, and I was at the bank opening an account for the, um, the the campaign. And then once he, he said, what's the campaign? What, what, what's the party name? Stop the new sex ed agenda. And he says, yes, this is wrong. And <laughs> he gave me a five-minute sermon on how good yeah. the platform is. Yeah. And so it's very polarizing. A lot of people, um, security guard walked by and said, what's with the office? Who are you? And I just <clears throat> gave my little elevator pitch of things like this. So uh, Doug Ford, who is the premier of Ontario, he was supposed to reel back the sex ed that was designed by Kathleen Wynn, who is a lesbian, and her other buddy who spent three years in jail for kitty porn. So those two put together this sex ed. And so... There's a lot of controversy, and he was supposed to repeal some of it, but instead they took him to court and threatened him with a lawsuit. So he basically came like a house of cards and said, okay, well, uh, the, you don't put any in the curriculum, but you can teach whatever you want to whatever kid you want, at whatever age they want, whatever grade they're in, whatever subject you want, whatever, you know, gender confusion, transsexual, puberty blockers. All this stuff is just a blank check as long as you don't test them on it. Therefore, it's not officially in the curriculum, but it's in the classroom. So uh, even, not even recently, but I heard about, or read an article on one of the teach, uh, one of the parents went into a classroom and on the wall was a poster. And this poster was how to conduct oral sex between two males. That was the poster in the classroom. And the parent like, what is this? And the teacher's like, yeah, whatever. And the principal's, yeah, whatever. And it'd been there for a long time. And that's normal to this teacher. They can put that in. It's completely legal. So we're saying, okay, let's use this election to get some uh, some eyes on this issue because parents don't actually realize what may be happening. Now, one of the good things of COVID was that parents could see exactly what was happening on their laptops as the teachers were teaching by Zoom. They're like, what is this? Yeah, <laughs> You yeah. know, I don't remember this. So, um, so the parents are now standing up, standing for the rights. Muslims and Christians in Calgary were protesting. It's an issue and it's very polarizing. And of all the people that have gotten door knockers, I've only got two haters who basically just called me bad names and told me I was going to burn in hell and that I'm a demon. <laughs> to which I replied, okay, that's great, but if you could not name call, see, I don't name call because that could be seen as intolerant hate speech. We wouldn't want that. you know. Yeah, yeah. So it's, they, they just are programmed to hear an issue if someone says anything other than the official words, they're triggered to attack with name calling. But you just take what they're saying and say, you know, put it back on. And they have no answer. They haven't thought about it. They have no facts, no data. 
We have the science on our side. We have biology on our side. We have, I think, better than 95% of the kids who do get gender confused revert back to their birth gender anyway. So that's why they're doing such a hard sales pitch on the little kids because you can get a little kid to think anything you want, really. So to them, it's a money issue because every transition they get is a million to a million and a half over their lifetime. So what they do, if they can get a little kid confused, tell their parent, the laws are set up that the parent can go to jail if they don't support it. If a therapist helps the kid not to do it, they lose their license. So if you have a little boy who says, oh, um, apparently I'll be really rewarded if I put on a dress. The parents are really liking this stuff. So, and they get the idea. Then if they go into that and they say, no, I want to go back. Oh, oh, hold on now. Your parents are legally bound. The therapists are, the teachers are pushing. It's all a one-way push. So we want to get in there and say, listen, Mr. Ford, uh, you, the parents really care about this issue. Look how many votes we got in the election. Even your own supporters are are really feeling this and want this to be an issue that you just can't give a blank you know, check to these radical leftist agenda. The vast majority of teachers are great people. And I actually feel sorry for them. Because they're kind of between a rock and a hard place. So like I said, when they were in school, I went to the principal and said, I understand you got your marching orders and you want to keep your job. I get that. Just let me know what day it's going to be and my kids will be sick that day. Or they'll go to the kindergarten and help the little kids read, whatever, you know. And the principal said, well, let me find out if you're allowed to do that. And so I'm like, I didn't answer because I don't need to. It's So um, eventually we moved on from the public school to homeschooling. And the kids just got uh, more extreme. And uh, it's everywhere. It's a ubiquitous thing. Every country, every every. Uh, a lot of parents, you know, are just waking up to the idea that this is not just a local thing. This is not an Ontario thing. This is not a BC thing. This is a Australia thing, a France thing, all over. It's an organized effort. And parents around the world are standing up. It may not make the news, but here's something that we're doing here in Ontario. We're taking a party that was made just for this issue, getting into local election. And I can't believe the support. Like, um, the local PC guy, he put his signs up early. I think more than half of them have been knocked down. Really? And it, well, yeah. So I mean, ours are. I'm not. I'm never in favor of anyone knocking anyone's no. signs down, but it it tells you something um, that that he's not going to have a clean sweep there, uh, an easy time to go in. Uh, who's holding the riding now, or uh, when the seat, uh, the la person who last filled the seat, what party were they with? It was narrowly liberal. Okay, narrowly liberal. Yeah. Of course, there's getting to be so little difference between the liberals and the conservatives uh, on many issues, uh, provincially and federally, really. Um, and this, so it's interesting. I, I uh, watched some of the goings on in in some previous elections in Ontario, and I really thought it was amazing that uh, that Queenie U was was able. And with Tanya Granigallon to to get this uh, focus, it's a razor focus on this one issue, and she's done such a great job. And and uh, you're obviously doing a great job of uh, representing the issue as well. Um, people go back if they remember, and I'm sure this is one of the things that you all <laughs> discuss as you plan these uh, campaigns. 
uh, Doug Ford indicated, uh, you know, when Tanya Granick Allen was sort of uh, manipulated out of the leadership there uh, when he took over, he indicated that he would uh, meet that need, that he would um, repeal uh, Kathleen Wynne's sex ed education. Of course, he's done nothing of the sort. So there was a, there was a, uh, what would you say, sabotage or, uh, a, you know, a, uh, a backroom deal there that did not, uh, did not work out well for people who care about their kids. And so th that's obviously the reason why you have to come with this very specific, uh, you know, project, this specific topic and bring it to voters. And I think across the country, voters are waking up to this issue. Yeah, and, and the, the feedback I get just by walking around, knocking on a few doors, people are sick of Ford, people are really caring about this issue, especially parents. And when you explain to them that the teachers can do whatever they want, yeah, they're, they're, they're not aware of that. They're like, what? You know, it's like going, you order your coffee, I want it with this thing, that thing, this much of this, that much of that. What if the person making the coffee thought, oh, I think I'm going to put in something that I like and think would be really good. And they not only don't ask your permission, but don't even tell you they did it. Yeah. Or what if they really hate you and they spit in it? <laughs> don't tell. It's like, that's the sex ed. They can put in whatever they want without your knowledge or permission. So uh, my my oldest son saw a video. I think it's probably from the states. A parent caught a teacher bringing a bunch of little kids out of the school up to a van called Queer Test, and the, he asked the, the teacher, "Like, did you get permission from the parents?" And the teacher basically just the way she didn't have to answer anything. Another grandfather went into kindergarten class and said, "Why are you putting a dress on my grandson?" And the teacher replied. Oh, you're not on the list. I don't have to talk to you, right? Um, this examples that really make your blood boil, you know? Yeah. And uh, I think it's an issue that is really in the forefront now. And we'll see what happens with the election. We have, uh, I think, 11 people running in this election now. Okay. So you have your normal liberal uh, PC, NDP. I think the Green Party is in there somewhere. We have... Um, my party, which is Stop the New Sex Ed, which is the only um, party that actually has an issue we're, we're going on. And uh, there are some independents and that sort of thing. So, so are any of the other candidates uh, uh, agreeing with you on this issue or are you standing alone? No, it's like uh, um, there's another small party and she was there at the candidates meeting and she said, yeah, I wanted to talk to you because it would have been great if we had known about it beforehand. I only found out about three weeks before the actual election that, you know, I'm the candidate and let's get going. So we've, in this short amount of time, in about 10 days, we got all our things together. And then she said, yeah, well, too bad, because she thinks the same way. Um, I think a lot of the candidates, maybe if you ask personally, you know, would say that, yeah, they're, they're with that as well. Um, but the, the advantage now is we don't have to trust politicians. We can say, look how many voters, look how many of your own supporters. This is an issue you can't just sweep under the carpet anymore. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, Tony, voting day is uh, this coming Thursday, I understand? Right. The 27th? 
And uh, do you have a, a plan for that day? Uh, how are you going to spend that day? Are, are there any restrictions as far as what you can do on voting day? Well, we can't put any signs on the vote property of where they vote, which I, you know, is fine. Uh, the plan, I believe, is on that day, call all the supporters and remind them to vote. They're expecting a very low turnout. Normally, it's, uh, I believe the numbers were somewhere around 40% of the population voted. We're expecting even lower than that because it's a by-election. It's close to a long weekend. So what could happen is that... Um, if the vote gets split between PC and NDP and all that, then we could see, unfortunately, hopefully not a liberal getting in. But in this area, the liberal signs are getting trashed. Yeah. <laughs> so I think the sentiment is, is there. And another strange thing is that the Ontario and, uh, Liberal Party is almost extinct. Hmm. Yet the federal Liberal Party gets almost all their votes from this exact area. Yeah. Hmm. Did Trudeau really win? You know, very strange. Well, wonder. in British British Columbia, where I live, the BC Liberals have become, you know, a really, uh, you know, modified uh, version of of the NDP. It's basically, the the battle has been between the BC Liberals and the NDP for the most of the time. We had we do have a provincial wing in British Columbia of the Christian Heritage Party as well. I'm the interim leader of Christian Heritage Party of British Columbia, and we of course, support the same principles you do, uh, you know, and life, family, freedom, faith, you know, uh, freedom of speech, freedom of conscience, uh, parental rights, and the whole ball of wax. Um, but the, the BC Liberals have become such a warmed over version of, of the NDP that, you know, they voted together to bring in uh, what we have now, a, a terrible Bill 36 that, uh, is going to put all the medical professionals in the province of British Columbia under the direct control of government bureaucrats, not even under their own colleges. And uh, or their, let's say their colleges will be 100% populated by, by appointed uh, political hacks. And, uh, and the Liberals went, BC Liberals went along with that. And of course, a few years ago, 2016, it was the BC Liberals in power at that time who unanimously brought in uh, the uh, trans uh, tr transgenderism into the BC Human Rights Code. And so, uh, you know, these political parties um, can, no matter what the name they have, they can become um, very shady in what they represent. And, you know, uh, Mr. Ford is a good example of that because, uh, you know, people think he's a conservative. Well, conservatives do not allow bureaucrats to take your kids out of your home and uh, teach them, you know, perverse uh, sexual uh, information and, and uh, gender transition and that kind of thing. So <clears throat> Jug Ford's not a conservative, obviously, and you are. <laughs> That's right. Uh, and uh, what what would you like to make sure that the people of Scarborough Guildwood, uh, I don't know how many of them are listening to this podcast i hope a number of them and hope anyone who's listening to this and you have if you have friends in scarborough guildwood please send them a link to this uh, podcast um but what what's your uh, big message you would like to get out to the voters of scarborough guildwood before they cast their ballots well uh, you can vote for the party with the purple sign stop the new sex ed 
And it may not be a question of are we going to win or not. It's a question of sending a message to Doug Ford and whoever, if we don't win, whoever does win the party, say, listen, this is a real issue. This is a big issue for parents. And we're sick and tired of being pushed around. Um, where parents are scared. Honestly, there was one child who told his teacher that he's being taught at home that Islam teaches that homosexual homosexuality is a bad thing. That's just a religious historical fact. So the teacher called the children's aid people who stormed into the house, abducted the child from the family, all because the child is being told that Islam does not support homosexuality. That's a scary one. Religious rights, child rights, they traumatize a child because they want to be social justice warriors. Mm. Um, we have to we can't fight back. Like they they're a small minority, but they're a loud minority. But you know, if if the silent majority stood up and said, no, not not with my kid, you know, they'd be stopped in their tracks, you know. Well, this, well, this is an area where Christians, Muslims, and people of any other faith or no faith at all can really come together and accomplish something. And putting you in office uh, in Queen's Park would be just a wonderful way to go about it. Um, I would just love to see you elected, uh, Tony, in, on Thursday and being able to bring this message to the legislature of Ontario. Yeah, that would be great. And and we're going to keep going with this after the election, putting pressure on there, bringing awareness to it. Uh, there's another election coming up in Kitchener, Waterloo area. Um, we got a candidate there. And uh, I'm thinking ahead now, ideas um, of how to put pressure on. Uh, one of the videos down the States again, uh, the mayor of a local town went to the student council. Instead of complaining that this is wrong and all the blah, 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 he just said, okay, this is the content you're putting in front of our kids. I've already talked to a lawyer, and this is actually pornographic, and now you are guilty of trafficking and showing pornographic material to a minor. You either quit this council now, or we will arrest you for trafficking child porn. And he, so, got, he said, thanks for your time, and walked away. I'm like, that's the way to do it. So you, you, know? talk, you talk to the school board? Is that... Uh... Went to the school board and said, listen, you're all, okay. we're going to have you arrested because you're promoting child pornography in the classroom yeah. with kids, minors. Well, it's against it's, the law. It's going to take some uh, bold action like that to uh, wake people up. This has been a slow, steady... Um, subterfuge going on for years uh, they've snuck the stuff in and now they're trying to use bully tactics to uh, intimidate people so that people like you don't speak up uh, but we won't be intimidated because these are our kids that they're messing with and um, it's time to say stop stop the new sex ed agendas of course that it's hardly new anymore you might have to change the name of your party at some point in time and, just, and say stop the sex ed agenda or whatever but anyway that is the name of your party at this point in time and uh, you have a good solid platform on that and i'm sure uh we found in the past that people ha that have good policies on on abortion and on gender uh, you can pretty well count on them to uh be proponents of other uh solid conservative uh, issues such as uh you know, how do you spend taxpayers' money? What about debt deficit spending? All those kind of things 
if people have their their head on straight about these important issues, they're going to also make good decisions on other issues as well. Yeah. So, yeah. Tony, if people want to learn more about you, they can go to TonyWalton.com and they can email you info at TonyWalton.com. Uh, any anything else you would like people to know before we say goodbye for this call? Wherever you are, run for local government, run for student, uh, school council. The battle is won in the small grassroots areas. You don't have to think, well, if I was prime minister, I would do this. Actually, it's the school boards that have a, a great deal of power over your children. Yeah. Yeah. Go So beat them locally. Yeah, very good. That's a good message. So thank you so much, Tony. And we wish you all the best uh, in the days ahead. And uh, whatever happens on Thursday, uh, we know that you're going to keep pushing forward with these important uh, concepts, standing up for the, the children, the next generation of Canadians. So thank you. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Yeah, God bless you. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to CHP Talks. For more content you don't want to miss, be sure to subscribe to our weekly podcast, CHP Talks. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. To view our weekly episodes in a video format, you can find us on Brighteon at brighteon.com forward slash channel forward slash CHP Canada. On BitChute at bitshoot.com forward slash channel forward slash CHP Canada. Now, social media censorship and the cancel culture have restricted what we can discuss on YouTube. But most of our programs can still be found on YouTube at youtube.com forward slash C forward slash CHP Canada. Thanks for joining us. Please share this information with others. After all, speaking the truth is an act of love. I'm Rod Taylor, National Leader of CHP Canada and your host of CHP Talks. See you next week.